This is the 919 Beer Podcast, brought to you by White Street Brewing Company. Big time beer, small town soul. Remember that you can also download the show at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app, and in the iTunes and Google Play stores. Now, here's the hosts of the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt on Buzz Sports Radio. Welcome to the 919 Beer Podcast. Joe Ovius from 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. Adam Eshball and Wayne Holt from 919 Beer. And we're doing it again. We are on location with this recording. We're at White Street Brewing Company in Wake Forest, in downtown Wake Forest. I'm always reminded when I come down here just how adorable Wake Forest is. Adorable. It doesn't miss the basketball team. I'm not sure that's what they really want to, uh, to hear you call them is adorable. I love what, Wake what Forest. What do they want it called? Quaint, exciting, adventurous, cute. Yeah, you're just yeah. talking about the downtown area. Though. Yeah, that's great. No, I mean a lot of it's people adorable. are out here. A lot of people are out here. White Street's been here now for five years, and they've been part of this uh, revitalization in downtown Wake Forest. And we're going to chat with them in just a little bit. Over the weekend, I was at Pepperfest. You yeah, didn't make it. About that. Yeah, you didn't make it after all uh-huh. that hype about checking out Pepper beers at Pepperfest, the 10th annual yeah, Pepperfest. So, you weren't there. So something happened. I had a opportunity I couldn't refuse. Ah, did uh, did a horse end up in your bed or <laughs> something like that? Yeah, yeah. So what happened? I kind of stumbled upon a friend who is actually in charge of all the food and beverage at Coca Booth okay. for their concert series. And one thing led to another. Um, I didn't even have to buy him a beer or anything. And he was like, "Hey, I need another brewery for Sunday night for the Allison Krauss concert." So I ended up. Um, at Coca Booth, basically all day and night, Sunday, for Allison Krauss and David Gray. You could be at you, worse places. Yeah, you know what was really strange to me, like Allison Krauss. I'm a big Allison Krauss fan. I like bluegrass. I blew, grew up. My dad already always played music and stuff, and so it was odd to me when David Gray got finished and people started leaving the concert. Oh, I, yeah, you go to concerts like that all the time. And I get I've it. I get it. It's like, not really like, like that it's kind of like two headliners. But yeah. it was really, it, it so made my wife a little a angry. for an opener? Br- Bridge got a little angry. Why? She, people go she's shows, always she's, angry. People, people go, well, because she, she was with Adam. me. Yeah. Uh, she was no. probably looking for a night out and Adam tagged along. So <laughs> there goes the evening, right? <laughs> she got to drink free. No, beer. I mean, sometimes you just go for openers. I mean, I, I, went, to, I, I went to Coca Booth one time just to go see the uh, band called The Walkman. And they the were the Walkman? opener. Yeah, the Walkman. And who was the headliner? I think it was. Oh, jeez, I forgot. Yeah. It was that. It, it, was, it wasn't even that memorable for the uh, for that. Well, I mean, I've clearly gone to, because you didn't go to see that. I've man. gone to co-headlining shows like for Nine Inch Which Nails, which is basically what this was. I go to co-headlining shows. Nine Inch Nails was the first act. Chain's Addiction came on. After that, I left. I, I didn't want to see Chain's Addiction. See, I'd be the opposite. No, 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 no. I went to Charlotte to go see Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> then when Jane's Addiction came on, I, I was I, out. No. A few years ago, I went to go see Deftones at Walnut Creek. Yeah. And Godsmack was the uh, wow. the closer. No, Once Deftones that. wrapped up, I'm like, all right, peace. I'm out. I get that. It's just I, I've i never been I, – I don't go to a ton of concerts. Okay. So, you know, it was it was just an interesting observation. There were Fair a lot enough. of people who – and, and I get it. It was a Sunday night as well, which probably didn't help things. Yeah. So what were your beer choices that night? Yeah, what was uh, what was the Lager Co.? We had uh, the Hellas and the Bach on. What else was available out there? Uh, Highwire was there, and they had... Um, Highwire was there? Or your rep was there? 
Um, you, didn't, you didn't bring your uh, you didn't bring your experimental IPA. No. Ah, should have should have done that. That would have been a great place to. Yeah, it would have been a really IPA. good really good thing to do. <laughs> so uh, yeah, high, Bobby was there from Highwire. Uh, they had uh, they had two IPAs. So I didn't bring. I knew and Foothills was there. I don't even know what they had, but I'm sure they gotcha. had something hoppy too. So I stayed away from the hops. And then Wayne, you didn't make it out to Pepper Fuzz because you blew out your knee. Yeah, I had a bad what? weekend. You're getting old, bro. I am. I'll be uh, wait, old. Old wait, people problems. Wait, hold your comment until you fully hear what happened. Okay, so and what then happened? You can, then you can say it with so more what happened on fri- What happened on Friday with your knee? I was walking. That's it. Yeah, you know, I've been walking quite a bit the last Do you show. have, like, a trick knee or something like that? Yeah, I strained it a the few weeks ago. The weather was getting bad. Is that what it you was? You can feel I it in his knees. Getting a little lakey? I strained it a couple of months ago, and uh, I thought it was good, so I started walking again about three weeks ago. Yeah? And, you know, when I walk, I walk pretty aggressively. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like he does everything else. You do everything aggressive. <laughs> yeah, you do everything aggressive. So, um... So I was, I was walking through an intersection, and typically in intersections, I try to push off and jog, jog through, get on through so I don't get run over. And as soon as I pushed, I heard a pop. Yeah. I was actually listening to a podcast on my uh, earbuds, and I heard the pop over the... Uh, Ooh. Yeah. So, um, so I went to the doctor in the afternoon. He said, get on the crutches for three days. I sit down, and I didn't really want to go to Pepper Fest and try to walk that hill. Good idea. On crutches, so. Good idea. Yep. Was Carlos there to get all of this? No, he didn't get any of it. <laughs> you know what? I needed drone footage of you uh, blowing out your knee. It was pretty ugly. Maybe. So, but you don't have like any wish... brace or anything like that. No, it feels just like it popped into place. No, it's. Uh, I haven't been back to the doctor yet for him to do the MRI. Okay, it would have been pretty nice if like the Google Earth car was like going. Oh past. yeah, like right like, there on time. Yeah, yeah, something like the, the Google Earth. Yeah, you fails. get the person. You get the. You get that Google map <laughs> fail, and the person. Yeah, that's that's always a bad look. All right, so well, I guess yeah, Pepperfest. Talk about it. I went to Pepperfest. So how was that? It was Sorry, good. It was the 10th anniversary hey, I sent a proxy. I know you did. I ran into Seamus there for a little bit. Seamus and I actually agreed in. on the winner. It was actually uh, Full Steam right. that I thought put together the best beer. Because, so you guys conspired. No, I wouldn't say we conspired. We kind of commiserated over what, what, what did you think. You got tired of walking around. And no, I did all the away. beers. I did all the beers. Um, that was my goal because it's not like Sheriff gave me much time. So How much time did you get? I only got about like an hour and 15 minutes. So I had to hit all these spots real quick, get back, make notes, and I didn't have time to eat anything. So I was like, so you got me an Uber too, right? For me and the kids. Yeah, I was going to say, was Kelly? Oh, yeah, Kelly and the, the kids, kids were there too. But I gave Kelly like the rest of my Moscow mule from top of the hill. So she was you know, done. It's, it's interesting because, and we'll get back to the beers, but I think Tapo was our favorite tent there last year. And it, it was, again, their Moscow mule with what they do with their infused. And they did was, that pepper vodka? Yeah, it was great. It was okay. great. So they're just good anyway. They're good anyway. So yeah, the the full steam one. Okay, here's the whole thing about pepper beers, and I know the ones that are available in the like for instance, Birdsong has the jalapeno pale ale. Right. The reason why I like Birdsong's jalapeno pale ale is because you're actually getting the floral, the aromatic, and a little bit of the spice that goes along with it. Well, and you can complete the whole can. You know they use mostly green pepper in that beer. I know. Okay. That's the effect. But right. there's enough right. spice. But that makes it drinkable is my point. That's, and that's, that's what I'm getting at with these pepper beers. And talking to Sean from Full Steam, who was there, about what he was trying to do is that they used Wait, all these. Wait, so Sean came to Sheriff's Festival but not, not Viracana? I'm sorry. Is that a shock to you? She looks a lot better than we do, bro. Yeah, I, I was going to say no offense <laughs> to you guys, but <laughs> there's Sheriff right, and then there's you, yeah. too. I'm just saying. I didn't even go through a second shirt this year. I'm just, look, I'm just, it's, it's a very obvious thing. So anyway, Full Steam, I thought they were using a variety of local peppers 
and they went for more of a tropical vibe. And what, you what could, kind of beer was it? It was uh, it was their ba- it was a base of an IPA. Okay. And then they utilize. I mean, I, I, I like. I forgot all the intricacies of what they go into it. But the point is, I could drink. Sean poured me a full pint, and I could complete the full pint without any problems. Eric, well, it's also because you love IPAs. Yeah, I do. I can, and it was fresh. It's fresh. I mean, I think I think he was cutting jalapenos into the beer. But then I visited uh, our friend Eric Lars Myers over at Mystery. He was there as Eric well. Eric was there too? Yeah, he was there. All these people show up, just not to your... Friends like these. Your beer kind of event. So anyway, he went for spice. But what I liked about Mystery's version was that the spice would sneak up on you. You could actually... T- you, it went through like a phase, and it would get you in the back of your tongue, back of the palate, and that's how it got spicy. Some of the other ones were just like straight up... You'd sip it, and you're like, I'm done. I'm done. And those were the two that I ended up liking the most because to, to varying degrees of spice levels, they were both beers that you could actually drink a full of. Some of them, for instance, Carolina Brewery, I liked theirs, but I could really only do a... Like a sample. Like a sampler of it. If it, if it came in a flight, would love it. Would absolutely love it. Right. But that's about all I could drink of it because it was so spicy. But that, if, look, if that's what you want to go for, knock yourself out. That was a beer that was going to bring a little bit of a schwitz because yeah. it was so... No, I mean, drink, it was drink till you sweat. hot. It was hot. It was legit hot. But anyway, I had a good time with it, and uh, Full Steam did a good job with it. And I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Were, there, were these beers named? Uh, well, I also liked Full Steam because it was called More Peppers, but it was done in the internet style of capital M-O-A-R. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very internet-y. Sean's very trendy. He's very trendy. He's a yeah. very trendy guy. He's a very trendy guy. All right, so a couple of events that are going on, and then we're going to talk to the folks from White Street. Um, actually, speaking of uh, the larger company, Oclagerfest? Ak- Ak- it's really not that difficult to say. Why it do is. people it's, act it's like it? It's hard to say. Oclagerfest? And it looks weird. Is it just an Oclagerfest? It's an Oclagerfest. So you got the Oclagerfest at Major... Ma- oh, so major, you're only going to have Oclagerfest there. You know, it's funny you say that because some woman came by the tent. We had an event Saturday as well yeah. in, in Fuquay. There's a Barbecue Blues and Bruce Fest that Wayne couldn't attend because he injured himself. Of course. Because he's old. We, I was supposed to cook. <laughs> so... We had this event, and a woman came by with her friend. She's like, oh, I had that Hellas. You might like that. It's not bad. And I said, well, that's what we're going for. <laughs> it's not bad. Try our beer. It's really not you know, that it's bad. It's like when I tell people who come onto the radio for the first time, they ask me, all right, so any pro tips? I'm like, yeah, just don't suck. Yeah. That's all we ask. Hashtag stick to sports. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. All right, so we got yeah. Aviator. CBC's going to be out there, Four Saints, Other Pines, Old Mech, and Bond Brothers. And then you guys are doing stuff too, right? Yeah. And 12 I'm, to 4. And Saturday. at some point in the remaining days this week, I need to ride out to Morganton and pick up a six-stool from Fonta Flora. Oh. Todd brewed their first ever lager. He did a fest beer, and we're getting a six-stool of it as well. So Very cool. Yeah, 12 to 4, we're going to have, uh, like, brats. Stick Boy's going to be on site. We're going to have uh, big pretzels for sale. Nice. And yes, oh, I'm going to have to go. Todd can't, Fonta Flora can't make it to Beer Con. I think I'll. Yeah. Well, how, he's how not making it anywhere. No, no, how'd that out? <laughs> I was able to get one <laughs> six-stool. I think I'm going to grace you with my presence. So this is twice in about 90 days. Has it been 90 days? No, within about 90 days. Has it been? Ooh, I don't know. You that's, came too, opening that's too tight of a window. So when was opening weekend? July, July 6th or 7th. Oh. You were there July 8th. Ooh, maybe I'll go to the next event. That's too many you times. You were there July 8th. That's, yeah, that's one too many I, times. I don't know. It'll probably, I'll probably have you to get another it, free T-shirt or something. You might better let them know what time his old buddy's going to be there so they can avoid one another. 
Maniscalco are <laughs> trying to get them to come too. Oh, and yeah. Sundheim. Ooh. They're going to have to do like they did. All those hurricanes is going to be a West Side hey, Story I don't thing. Know. You guys going to be snapping at each other? They're going to have to do like they did in uh, California at Russian River. They're going to have to like, one's yeah. going to have to go early, one's going to go late. Let him be there. Look, I got a soccer game to go to, so have Maniscalco <laughs> show up late. Are you, what, you got a, um, yeah, North Carolina FC. A Railhawks game? No, not, no, 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 no. Kids soccer. No, not uh, the Railhawks. Or North Carolina FC, man. Don't even call it Castle <laughs> either. Wait, uh, Castle's so, gone? It's all FC? It's called North Carolina FC now. Okay. So I was watching this. Uh, there's a gentleman here. Where, there he is. He's wearing a shirt that says Wicked Greed on it. He brought which us I, beers, too. <laughs> which there's irony in, in buying oh, a, a lot shirt. Of irony. Yeah, that's Jeff and Megan. There, yeah, these, there's, these a, there's irony in buying a shirt about a brewery that's sold out. The, but the Wicked Greed shirt is clever. A. B. It reminded me that on uh, John Oliver this week on HBO, they started talking about consolidation. And guess what came up? Beer. Yeah. Essentially, that there's Oliver's only- a big uh, craft beer fan. He is. He is. And he actually was making fun of Goose Island on the show on, uh, yeah. on Sunday. Basically talking about, it's like, yeah, you know, they showed you these commercials for Goose Island IPA. And he's like, yeah, like, here's this commercial of these bearded bros in plaid sniffing hops. And it was like this super cut of just dudes putting hops in their face and being very, you know, beer bro-y, you know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that was shot like on Budweiser Lane. You know, he was just kind of talking about all these other types of things and how it's, it, it kind of snuffs out smaller business. Um, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in terms of shelf space at big box retailers and how there's just not enough room for all the beer that's out there. And guess who's going to end up winning out? AB InBev. Of course. Miller. Right. You know, those types of things. So if you missed that, uh, that is uh, on John Oliver's website, HBO, on HBO Now or HBO Go. So I'm did, sure it's on, uh, on YouTube as well. Did you watch any pro football Sunday, Joe? Do you watch pro football? Wait, there was football on Sunday? So anyway. I thought it was just one big giant display yeah, well, of it was all kneeling well. and arms locked and but unity. During the Patriots, I didn't realize football took place on during Sunday. During the Patriots did the, game. Did, 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 wait, refresh my memory. There were games? Was this the same Sunday where, where the Panthers decided to punt on fourth and five from the 35-yard line down 18 points? Heard you talking about That'll that. That would be the one, yeah. Is that, is that, that happened on yeah. Sunday? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't forget that. Cam, Cam was having a bad day. He was, well, they were all having they're a bad all, day. It was an awful, it was an awful hey, all having a bad day. just picked a bad day to have a bad day. Yeah, it, it was just, awful. It, it just goes to show you how, John It just goes to show you how, what a great player Greg Olson is. He goes down, the whole team falls apart. The, no kidding. But anyway, during the, I saw it during the Patriots game, then I saw it again later. The Bud Light commercial? Yeah. Did you see the one? I didn't see the, which, which one? one? Where... They're in, like, these chambers, and I'm not sure what the premise was. I just caught pieces of it. But they're in these chambers, and these guys are walking up to the guy sitting there, the, the grand poobah, whatever, and they're handing oh, him the dilly gifts. dilly. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. that's it. That's why I said dilly dilly last week that's, on the podcast. Well, I, didn't, I had not <laughs> yeah. seen that. Right, because he brings so, the mead. That one guy yes. brings the mead, and he shows him to, like, the torture <laughs> chamber or whatever. Yeah. That was hilarious. But I had not seen that before, so it's great. All so, right, this just in. Wayne's a big Bud Light fan. Right, At I least in the commercials. No. All right. Any, it's great, it's great uh, any, any, other, any, any other things that we need to get to before we, uh, we start talking White Street? Uh, well, Saturday morning, if you're looking for something to do before Ock Lagerfest. Yes. Um, OK Lagerfest? The OK Lagerfest. <laughs> Bond Brothers is releasing their breakfast variant, which we went to back in the spring. Yeah. Uh, but they're canning it. Oh, okay. They're releasing the can Saturday morning. We're not doing a, uh, we're not doing a Glenn video this time? No, i got to set up. All right. I All got right. too much going know, on Saturday busy. morning. Okay. Well, that's good to know. In cans. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, they're yeah. Oh, Heineken's today. making a new beer. What are they making? It's coming to keg can. That's all I care about. 
Do they still make the keg? No, I don't think they I make the keg. I remember in college. I don't, I don't think they make the keg cans. Sure they do. Was the do, they, do they still make the keg cans? local Harris Tudor, bro. Oh, okay. I didn't know. No, really? Know. They make the keg yeah. cans? That was the perfect college marketing. Shows you how long it's been since I've had Heineken. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So but what's taste, the new beer? So it's called H41. Okay. Okay. Apparently it's a wild lager. All right. Apparently this, uh, this scientist found this yeast strain from a beard growing on not from beard growing <laughs> on trees in the mountains of Patagonia Argentina oh jeez okay so that's they're going to be making this they're going to very re- twee they're they're going to be releasing it in New York City in October all right and expanding next year but i'm intrigued okay all right i don't know i'm, I'm just intrigued well when it comes out maybe we can do a we can do a live taste test oh yeah i'm just wondering if it will be skunked <laughs> Like the regular beer, no, that's that's a that's that's a but feature. That's the thing, like that's, that's a feature, not a bug, of Heineken. I get that. That's a feature, that's not a bug. That's what people expect from it. But that's I'm wondering, get. I'm wondering if that's going to happen with this wild lager strain, this wild right. yeast strain. Apparently, right. it's a parent strain of a lager strain. Oh. All right. Well, a reminder: you can listen to the Nine One Nine Beer Podcast on the WRL Sports Fan app. And on the iTunes and Google Play stores, you can subscribe to our podcast there. And obviously, you can listen to the podcast on Buzz Sports Radio Saturday mornings. White Street's been uh, sponsoring the 919 Beer Podcast for the last couple of months. So we're going to talk to Jason Faulkner and Will Haddock. Actually, guys, why don't you come on over since we're here doing this podcast recording live today. And bring beer. Jason is the uh, head of sales at White Street. And Will is the marketing manager that is here. Although you did have a previous life as the tap, the tap manager. That's yes. right. Okay. Yes. You moving on up in the world? Is his mic on? Hey, we're good. Be in okay. Just one second. There we yeah, go. We're, we're, we're good now. All right. So this the fun work. of doing it live. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> just Don't tap. hit the mic. Just tap it. You're you just tap it. You're good. Do a duet. All right. So let's talk about let's Look, talk about the Kathy space. Let's talk about let's talk about the space first. You guys have been open now for five years, and it's become more and more widely available. But you still want people to come out to the tap room because you've transitioned to your mass production. But here at the tap room in downtown Wake Forest, you guys do you guys still brew here? And these are these tap exclusive tap room exclusive beers. So, for instance, like right now, I actually had the Cascade Pilsner. What do you guys usually rotate? Is it usually four that you guys have on? Yeah. So, uh, in our Youngsville production facility, we keep our four flagships on all year long. Mm-hmm. We call those the Main Street series. Because we're street something. Uh, of course. Very clever with of our course. names, as you guys are very aware. Uh, so Kolsch, Hoptimist IPA, Scottish, and Emmeline, which is our Belgian blonde, are all brewed now in Youngsville on our 30-barrel system. It's 60-barrel fermenters, and that's where our bottling line is. Uh, and it's really giant and expansive and boxy. It's a big... Warehouse. Okay. Uh, it's like, what, 96,000 square feet or something? It's, it's 56,000 56, square 000. feet. 56,000. You need to have a six um, in there. It's substantial. Are you, you, the do you good only story. brew those four cores there? Or do you and, brew, like, is Hopico Island just a seasonal? or So Hopico Island was, like, an extended uh, limited release, and we decided to do it up there at 400. Okay. Just because it was going out to market, we needed a right. whole lot more than so we could do So basically anything here. that goes into distro, you are brewing Most up there. things. Yeah. Um, anything on a more larger scale so you know with the tanks that are sitting behind you they're they're 10 barrel tanks so yeah so anything that's going to get a a more mass appeal we do we are doing a small batch 
series um, called the 218 series. 218 is the address for here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for that, we're, you're only looking at a, a yield of maybe out into the market 36 dollars if you're lucky. Right. So I guess the long answer to your quarter, the lo- that's the long answer. The short answer is yes, Hopical Island was brewed there, but it's really the Main Street series. Um, you, you know, Kolsch being Kolsch, it just you always have to have tanks full of it. Yeah, I was going to so. say, you guys are moving a lot of that. So I was curious. All right, so um, what is the reach of White Street now? What, you know, from where it was five years ago and what you guys are trying to accomplish to where it is today. Yeah, as of September 26th, which is when we are recording, we are from the East Coast, like Outer Banks, up until Boone. Uh, okay. We actually aren't even in Asheville yet. We've kind of, uh, we're hitting saturation around here. Is there a point to be in Asheville? Why, Jason? <laughs> um, hey, it's it's a legitimate question. Is there a point to be? I think yes, there is. And I and I think sooner rather than later, um, White Street will be available in, in Asheville. Um, but your, your question is certainly a valid one. Yeah, and I don't mean that because everybody knows how... How rude Adam could be. How rude I am, yes. But also how I feel about Asheville, and especially Wayne. Like, Wayne spent a lot of time there. I go there at least once a year. We love Asheville. Yep. But Asheville is so hyper-local in in their beer purchasing. Correct. I have this conversation with a lot of breweries. Actually, I think you and I had this conversation in a a parking lot. We did. We did. (laughs) That was after we faced off, like, the Sharks and Jets. Oh, I didn't know. There's a story here. I'm excited about this. We were snapping and And he does a great version of Ave Maria. And and how do you solve a problem like Maria? Well, (laughs) I think you're confusing songs. I don't think that's Ave Maria. Sorry. How do you solve a problem? Thank you. Like Maria. Thank you. (laughs) I confuse my musicals. It's Buenos Tardes. It's too early to be no chase. <laughs> and we're off. And we're already off on a but, tangent. So you want to complete your point yeah, about my Asheville. Po- my point is that Asheville. this conversation that you guys had. Asheville is so hyper-local in the beer they consume. Yes. And I always, I, like, I always ask whoever comes through any of the restaurants or any of my just beer people I know, what, what's your rea- like, like, how do people react to your product in Asheville? So I, I think there is something to be said about, first off, as a brewery, you're statwide. Otherwise, right. if you're not, there, 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 there's a caveat there, right? Well, technically, you go to Boone, that's the width of the state. Yeah, yeah, so. c- correct. Co- <laughs> if we want to get technical, yes. Look yeah. at look um, at, look at Adam paying Manny attention Murphy, at school. Have you Murphy. looked at a map? Can I just say that technically correct is the best kind of correct? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like there's some wiggle room. If you're technically if correct, like, you can't be if wrong. You're technically correct, there's wiggle room there. Yeah. And so, you, you just gotta. We're good. We, it just like let's move on here. So I, I mean, and also I think that quarter of the state, uh, with the proximity to going south or also go, going west, there there is some some merit in having having your beer there. I also think it is a destination place. Mm-hmm. So even though right. the, the, the the population of Asheville is is hyper local, the people who go there are interested in local beers. Agreed. Th- there is there is some merit to I, having your beer available there. I'd almost argue the opposite point, though. Oh. I think the population of Asheville is not necessarily hyper hyper local in their beer drinking. I think it's the tourists who are hyper-local in the beer they consume. Absolutely. And, and going to the breweries, yes. Absolutely. Right. But then it becomes the, cold, the, the old back and forth of, 
is the bar down the street supporting local by having the beer on that is brewed right down the street? Is that the business or is the business model if that bar manager goes, look, why are you coming to my spot when you can get that beer right down the street? Right, right. That's going to be more fresh. So they're, they're, you can argue both sides. And there yeah. really is no wrong answer, which is right. kind of the cool thing. Yeah, I was just curious to see your position on it and, and what's the goal. So you want to be in Asheville. Like I said, I, I think um, it's all about expectations and what are your expectations for for that for that market? What are your expectations for that area? And I think there, yes, we will we we will be in Asheville um, sooner rather than later. So if you go technically <laughs> statewide, yeah, when do you? Which they are. When do you technically start going into other states? <laughs> All, of a, that's sudden, be, all that's, of a sudden, I got the, I got the red next, light on me. That's next, Absolutely. right? Yes. That's next. Um, once again, um, I, I do believe that happens sooner rather than later. Okay. But, you know, when, when you start looking around at some other breweries who um, you kind of say, all right, they really did that right. You look at Palmetto. Palmetto just released in, in North Carolina. Right, they right, were right. in South Carolina for 24 years before they said, let's go to one more state. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devil's Backbone is, is the other, you know, kind of... Uh, brewery you look to, and I believe they were open for 15 years. We don't before. count them anymore. They're not crap. Wait, wait, so you, <laughs> wait. Sorry. Just to get this straight, so you're selling to ABM Bev? Is that what you're breaking tonight? <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here, folks. First, folks, it's the, happening. The record no, just so, went but off. I, but no, but I am curious that because we, you know, on this podcast, we talk to all sorts of business plans. Sure. That sometimes want to stay hyper local until they get it all figured out right, and then they start creeping into just other neighborhoods for the most part versus we've talked to some that they were open not very long and they immediately wanted to get into different states. So I was always been curious as to what the trajectory is for something like White Street, especially when you build a large facility and you're more widely available in bottles and uh, and more widely available on taps as well. So I was always curious, like, you, you, do you want to keep growing or you just want to hammer it in North Carolina first, do that for a few years, and then go on yeah. to J- Jason, yes. Jason, yes. remember yes. when you handed the microphone to the Will answer and is you just yes. take it back from him? That's right. That's good. Uh, so we believe as a corporate philosophy that we have high-velocity beer, meant for rebuys, meant for deep saturation. Okay. So actually... At the end of 2016, we all went, oh, you know what? Let's go into Virginia and South Carolina and see what we're going to do there. And in making those new sales and marketing plans, we went, oh, we can tighten up what we're doing right here with the resources that we have Mm -hmm. and get even deeper saturation. So actually, our consideration was, yeah, well, let's get as big as we can, but maybe that doesn't mean geographically. Okay. Yeah, so let me touch on that. What's your barrelage? I mean, how many... How many barrels did you produce last year? Somewhere around 7,500. So 7,500 barrels. And the reason I ask that question is because you look at, look at Node out of Charlotte, you look at Old Mecklenburg out of Charlotte, uh, you look at Red Oak. Those guys, especially more so Noda and, and uh, Old Mech, they were hyperlocal. Yeah. And they're at 24,999 barrels. They will not brew that other barrel because then they have to distribute. But they only do it, for the most part, Old Mech does it in Mecklenburg County. There's a little bit outside. So when you talk about bringing it, not going into other states and trying to keep it close and keep it in North Carolina, at 7,500 barrels being statewide, that's a, you're wide, but you aren't deep anywhere. So do you think you're better to be 
wide as opposed it's to deep? It's always better to be deep than wide, and it's always better to to to, to go to go deeper than than Adam. Than I'm is, so proud uh, of you. To uh, so proud of you. Spread yourself. My I know. He's so just like ah. too thin. Anyway, we're yes. talking beer. Go on. Marketing here. <laughs> go on. Um, but I, I will also say this with a caveat. I really wish craft beer would get out of the Merriam-Webster trying to define what local is. Yeah. Well, that's um, also because you guys are selling out to AB InBev, right? So you're, not, so, you're, so you're not feeling that label that they wanted to uh, to introduce. Here's like, the thing. Like to identify so what is independent versus what is Bell's not. Bell's Too Hard is still a great IPA. Uh, it, yeah. is, it is one of my favorites. So, Absolutely. My thing is I want quality and I want consistency. And that really kind of is the definition of, of greatness, right? Absolutely. Is it quality, consistency over, over time? Yep. Just because someone is brewing beer, my next-door neighbor could be brewing beer. If it's not good, I'm, I'll, I'll say, yeah, thanks. But, 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 but to my point sure. about, about going statewide. Thanks, thanks, and I'm going to pour it out when later. You, yeah. When you look at what we have across the state, we're at 215, 220 yep. breweries in the state now. Yep. And... We're involved in a, in a beer festival. We're involved in this podcast now for three years plus. There's a lot of really, really good beer in North Absolutely. Carolina. Absolutely, yes, there's there a is. lot of awful beer in North Carolina. And Easy. I'll say I'm that right because I'm literally right here next to you. Because we are not, you know, we aren't those guys that are just going to blow everybody up because they're local. If you make bad beer, I'm not going to drink your beer, right? And you probably won't be on this podcast. And that's okay, right? You probably won't be on the podcast if you're making bad beer. So you guys are here. You're making great. I love your beer. Yeah, I was watching football a couple of Sunday nights ago, and I got to drink an Optimus. Oh, I had to get a ride that. home. There you go. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> That's my problem that beer. with that beer. 7.5. 7.5%. It's like, basically man. a double IPA. Right. And then it got a double up there that's like the big brother. I'm like, really? Yeah. What? What's that, like 14%? Optimus is it's on like my uh, kegerator at home. But so it's it great. Is, it is the beer nice. that's, But yeah. my point is if you can be in this market we're in, in the triangle, with the product that you've got, is it possible to sell 10,000 barrels in the triangle? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the triangle, you know, the Raleigh-Durham area, that, that is, um, that, that, that's home, which is also why, you know, what, what, what does local mean? And, and actually, Will and I were, we had a long car, car ride back to, um, from the Outer Banks, this, and, and we were like, what does local mean? What, what, where, where, and where is home market? And, and these things are very difficult to define, especially as you get bigger. Sure. And how do you define that and how do you maintain your identity? Yeah. And w- which is also why it's kind of cool that we're, we're doing this thing live here tonight because this is our identity. And, well, and, and this a- kind of is, is, is home, home for us. And I think the cool thing about White Street is it's home for – like it's this nebulous place where, you, you know, you get this small town, you get this main street, this White Street, street place, and, and that's what it is. That's what I was going to ask you guys about. In the five years that you guys have been here, what has Wake Forest grown into? Five years, five years goes by pretty quick, but in, relatively speaking, a lot can change in five years. Uh, yeah, and more so importantly, what's, what's a this lot can area change. become? Because Wake Forest, for a lot of people, they'll think basketball school, right? Yeah, that used to be here, but then moved Correct. out to Winston Salem. And, and we still get questions all the time. Oh, you brew white by the by the university? Well, like no, there is a college. Yeah, there, yeah there's, <laughs> like, there's there's like a there, seminary over there, but yeah. that's not all, what we're all talking those about. Baptists come over here for a beer, don't they? I know they do. And I when grew people, up and the other thing too is that sometimes, like at least with me, uh, when people say Wake Forest. You start thinking places like Wakefield or something like that. Sure, Not necessarily sure. the yep. city of Wake Forest and the fact that Peasantry. they've got a little bit of downtown. So I'm assuming that your identity goes large, largely with 
trying to revitalize what this is all about too. So I mean, you gotta you gotta love what this little stretch has become, right? Yeah. So there was definitely a point in our uh, company history where we realized. We need to get back to our basics, which is why did we start White Street Brewing Company? It wasn't because we wanted to make a brewery. It was because Dino wanted to help uh, revitalize downtown area of Wake Forest and make a community spot where people would gather, where they would just make a raucous on a random Tuesday night for no reason. Um, well, we're, we're clearly the reason. So tell us a little bit about the facility here. I mean, it's an old car dealership. Yeah, me so it's a too. 1930s Chevy dealership. Uh, that <laughs> when Dino bought it was a church with drop-down ceilings, fluorescence, and fake pink stucco on the front. Like, it was styrofoam that you could poke your finger into. Oh, the really good stuff. Like, the really yeah. good stuff. Um, yeah, I so think that's called or something. He, he bought the building basically to restore it, which is pretty cool. I, I like the idea of, like, I just want to not have this eyesore in my town anymore. Um, and he exposed all these bricks, and he cut out the original garage bay doors, which are now our windows, where, you know, in the 30s you would have brought your car in, and, and kind of brought this old feel back to life. And um, it, a lot of the bricks are exposed. We have exposed bream, beams, and that goes a lot to our uh, culture here is our, our beer has nothing to hide. It's all exposed, and it's all old world, classic styles, do it, done the right way. Um, and so, yeah, the town of Wake Forest has been incredible. They've supported us from day one. And last year we started working with the town of Wake Forest uh, to bring a festival to the downtown area during the summer. We basically just wanted to thank the people of Wake Forest and show them a good time. And that's how we started being the presenting sponsor for Friday Night on White. Cool. It was a free concert series from April to September, one night a we are one night a month, and uh, it has definitely grown over the past few years. I'm really proud of you for not making a Friday night on wheat joke. Well, we, we really talk, proud of you. We talked a little bit about Friday night on white when you were falling into pits at Yellowstone. I didn't, yeah, I was going to say, you guys, were, uh, you guys were here in the summertime, and I was out in Yellowstone for a... I, I had to book that trip in May of 2016 to go to Yellowstone in June, so did of you just do the Badlands? Was that the was that the trip, or was it just no? Know, we 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 flew into Jackson, uh, Wyoming. Yep, and then did the Grand Etons for a day. Sure, sure, sure. And then drove up to Yellowstone, which is about a ninety minute, two hour drive to get to the Old Faithful Inn. Where and we you were stayed. the guy who pushed that one guy, right? Well, well the guy was, from, was there. the guy was from Raleigh. Was unfortunately, uh, he survived, thankfully. But uh, my wife did buy a book called Death at Yellowstone, nice. which is about 500 pages worth of yeah. carnage. I'm just not making this up. You, you, you and we went, and we went to the Grand Canyon a couple years ago. She bought the same book called Death at the Grand Canyon. Why? Love it. Why? Because she Grand, doesn't want to get caught. The death of, yeah, yeah, right. right. She wants to learn all the ways in which she can just bump me into yep. a geyser, and then I just disintegrate. <laughs> all right, so, so uh, she is a Let me go off on these tangents. Wait, I want to circle Wayne, back. Wayne talk about All right, let's get back on track. Oh, sorry. Wayne wants us Wayne back Wayne wants, wants to talk about beer, so let's talk about beer. Go, what? I want to go back to the building here because okay. one of the things that we've seen in craft beer Wayne is— Wayne would like to tear it down. That's what he does. Yeah, I love this building. Wayne wants to rebuild something in its No, this is beautiful. This is an incredible facility, and we've talked about a lot on the podcast of how breweries will go into these old downtown towns where things may not be going as well as the, the city officials wish they were. A brewery will come in to a downtown. They'll take an old building. They'll refurb it. They'll make it beautiful. They'll start serving beer. They'll open a tap room. People start coming. And then you guys come up with this brilliant idea of doing, uh, idea of doing the Friday Night on White. 
and you get thousands, tens of thousands, it sounds like you, you said it before. It's just crazy. So you help revitalize the area. Over the five years since you guys opened, what's the difference today versus what it was then as far as this strip of road? It's a beautiful strip. Yeah, so the White Street part of downtown, which is how we get our name, uh, five years ago when I started as a taproom server, when the doors first opened, you could have shot a cannon in any direction in the street of White Street and been fine. Like, no chance of hitting anybody. So they had cannons when you started here? I mean, <laughs> you never know what you're going to find in the walls of the brick. <laughs> we found a hammer. We actually There's found There's an antique today. store, like, right down the way. That's you never right. know what you Wait, find. time out. What? Where's your dad? Yeah, where's well, Fernando? It's, it's a fine time to ask that question. He's not <laughs> here, obviously. I mean, what? I mean, if my dad was here, don't you think we would have started with my dad? Well, yep. yeah, I was just, but I just remembered you he was just, supposed to be here. It just hits you now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Anyway, you just poured some beer. Yeah, so. What okay. are we having right Sorry, now? Sorry, Will. <laughs> it's just like, hey, really cool story, Will, but where's Joe's dad? No worries. All right, so, I'm not the only one asking. Well, the part of this segue here is. Yeah, a dynamite segue. Then what are we next having? next step from Friday Night on White was that we wanted to continued these parties over but we didn't want to go into the nighttime because we got some you know a different crowd comes out when it gets dark right right so we the freaks, to do the freaks, a, come, freaks out come out at I night mean, i'm not gonna say that that's if fine you're no, gonna no. say that that's fine but it, i can't say the that. warriors it's, it's, it's an ancient proverb <laughs> okay we're not saying anything out of turn uh so we talked to the town and we have uh white street brewing company is going to put on two more festivals to book in friday night and white and the first of those is our white street Oktoberfest. Coming up on October 7th from 12 to 6. Uh, so it's going to be the same footprint as Friday Night on White. We have all new German beers that we brewed just for the event, which is what we're tasting here. Are you we're shutting actually, down the street and everything? So we're shutting down the street of White Street and Owen Street. Uh, White Street is actually going to turn into a beer hall. So we've got oh, sweet. all the beer tables going to go up the streets. The canopy's coming over. A uh, little German band is playing through the day. They're going to polka it up. Is that their name, the Little German Band? The Little German, yeah, the little band. German band. Yeah, like, yeah they're, they're, they are they're local legends. tiny intru- instruments. Just as clever as White Street. Like, you know what you're getting into right in from the get-go. <laughs> uh, we've got a whole bunch of games and like activities we're going to play during the day. But what we're really excited about is the fact that we had the opportunity to brew these beers in uh, our original brew house. Uh, so you, you might know that lager strains take a little bit longer and a little heard. more care. I've heard. <laughs> doesn't know anything about beer. Ah, uh, here we go with that's the lager training. That's larger strains to you, sir. <laughs> okay, uh, lager. But fest. So the first one you poured us, you just poured us the Oktoberfest. Yeah, so it's a great Marzen style. I mean, it, we actually brewed it back close to March when we knew this thing was coming down the line. Did and you let really it just hang out since then? That's impressive. Yeah, because it's nice. Once we brew it here, we have a. 5,000 square I don't see any caves place to around put it in. You know, to store it. Wow. You should see the cooler up at uh, Park Avenue. <laughs> okay, I got you. So, what, what, uh, what, like, what's the ABV on this beer? What, what do I need uh, to know? Oktoberfest, we're looking probably around like 5, 6. I guess I could get all my actual beer stats out. <laughs> no, man, do just this get the close. Right way. We're good. It's beer. At this point in the night. Doesn't matter, yeah. I'll tell you what, Jace, why don't you take over while I get this? Jason's looking at me like nothing uh, better than dead air. Yeah, it's yeah. dead air, not the best it's okay. guy. I got it, I got it. <laughs> All right, he got so. his stats six even. Is it really six even? High. 
Super light, though. It came out really smooth. Those uh, camera malts have really mellowed out. And, man, I hate to say it, but I'm a sucker for that lager strain. Yeah. So what other beers have you have you guys done for this? And it's just for this event, right? It's just for the event. We'll carry it into the tap room for a little bit. Maybe if, if you a really cool account, you might be able to get a keg or two. But we pretty much... Figured out how much beer we need, and we brew just like that. You mean the Mason Jar Lager Company can get a lager beer? <clears throat> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Only if you're going to run Kolsch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Ooh. So, Ooh. Hold on. Ooh. I think so, the so remember when I said Jason and I met in a parking lot <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Hey, that's okay. We were, hey, we were talking serious trash. I was telling him how many how many tap handles, how many Kolsch ha- <laughs> tap handles I was going to take with our Hellas. Hey, hey, don't don't worry about uh, the mill has your Kolsch on, and I drink it. So. Hey, I love the Kolsch, man. Good. That's what I've, I've had two tonight. Is so the, what other beers are you doing? Do you want to just name them, and then we'll yeah, go through so, them? Yeah, uh, so Oktoberfest, uh, a German Pilsner, an alt beer. Um, we have a Berliner Weiss, a Suarez beer, and is that, and obviously the Kolsch. Okay. So, so the Kolsch will be the only the, one the, the that you can get your only one, Correct. And, and tell us a little bit about the Kolsch. That won GABF in what, 2013? 2014 right. uh, World Beer Cup. World Beer uh, Cup. Uh, World right, Beer Cup, yep. Um, 5.2. Um, Phenomenal true, beer. That's true, your number one seller, yeah, right? Correct. Yeah. It, true to style. Um, it sounds cliche like Gold and Cold. It, it, it's... It's just a tasty, tasty beer. It's, but it is. It's a great beer. It, it, it's what you want. So, um, what's that? What did what did we just pour here? He just poured the uh, the pilsner, right? Oh, yeah. G- the pilsen, G- German pilsen. It's absolutely I was beautiful impressed because it's gorgeous. It is crystal clear. Is that is really a, pretty. That is a really, really so, nice. By the way, looking beer. They're getting an exclusive tonight, right? Like. Oh, yeah. the, uh, yeah, r- right now. So, okay, so yeah, you, you guys are. This is, ooh, this is the first the time that anybody's really tasting these beers. They're they're in the cooler right now. They're um, oh they're man, keg. you all got to make this seriously. Can you not just put this in cans? Yeah, you all got to make the this. tailgates. This would so, be awesome. Have you had it so, yet? So, so now we've covered we've covered Asheville, and now we cover. Can we can we put beers in cans? <laughs> all the questions. Let's make it. Let's make it happen. What, what are the stats on this? What these bottles? No, Joe wants it in cans. So I, want, I want it in what? crushable cans. I can take it to the beach. Yep, that's what this is, that's what I want. That's a great beer. Just bring the mobile canning line in for that one. All right, so we've got the uh, German Pilsen, which is five point seven. Uh, we up that ABV just a little bit because we really wanted to get those malts coming through, and it is super smooth. Man, that is light crisp. Yeah, it's outstanding. That's, that's really good. Nice, very nice. I'm typically not a huge Pilsner fan, um, but this one kind of th- – they're right in the middle of, of – it, it hits you in the middle with um, – Got to get a sip. Now I can talk. There, there's a nice malt almost in the middle there that still finishes kind of that, that nice okay. – It's super clean. Yeah. yeah. So you it's say really you're nice. A, so you say well you're done. not a fan of Pilsner. So th- I always find this fascinating because wouldn't the easiest way to convert people over to getting into craft beer is to go like, okay, okay, this is what you're used to drinking. Sure. Now That's let me what give the Kolsch is for. Them. Let me give you a Pilsner. It's the same style, but now I'm going to give you like a oh, real easy now. One. Easy so, now. We're talking about Miller Lite, the true Pilsner. True. Good. Triple, uh, triple, triple hop. True the Pilsner. original yeah. light beer, 40 years old this exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah. So let's, let's not just loosely throw hey, look, that real the can, Pilsner if around. The, if the mountains are blue, I get that. It's time. It's not necessarily a Pilsner. An American adjunct lager is not so, the same thing. So, I, but, but my point stands. Sure. Usually when people are introduced to craft beer, it's like, here, drink this IPA. So I would, I would argue that our Scottish or a, 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 
a not as high ABV, mm-hmm. more of a caramel sweeter beer, is an easier convert to craft beer. Okay. Because you're getting a little bit of flavor. And when you pour this, there's an expectation, if you've never had a craft beer before, mm-hmm. of this is going to be what I've always had, which is that beer out of a can or, yeah. or, or whatever. And the you kind of taste with your eyes. Mm-hmm. And so that can kind of throw people. Okay. That makes so sense. So I would argue like a, a, a Yingling, a Scottish Ale, something like that is an easier convert. It's an easier gateway beer right. necessarily than something like that. I still think your Kolsch is that, though. I, Are you surprised the Kolsch actually sells the most as opposed to, like, the IPA? The hot No. Because um, everything is IPA. Yeah, okay, here's the question, though. Did the Kolsch sell as well before GABF? Or do you know? You I guys, Neither of you guys were here Kolsch. then, were you? Actually, I was here. Um, you were here? And, yeah, Kolsch, once we started, like, distributing it, was always number one. Really? And okay. not even close. Everything else kind of, like, holds its own, but uh, the Kolsch just found a niche in our market, and people only would go for Kolsch afterwards. Okay. And actually, Adam, to your point, we originally thought Scottish was going to be the Kolsch. So do we want to get into (laughs) when when Adam said how awesome the Scottish was, and you guys were thinking about, like... Discontinuing it, and then it won the gold medal. <laughs> we were, I looked like a genius. We were certainly the only time ever. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were uh, certainly continuing. right twice a day. Tell my wife, except mm. for marrying your wife. <laughs> so twice in my lifetime. Yeah. So Scottish was going to be our 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 standard bear, and just found a niche with with, with the Kolsch, and it, it was something that the market hadn't had, hadn't seen, and even now we still get. Give me the goulash. Give me the cloche. Grolsch. 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 Yeah, I was going to say the uh, – I mean, not to not to name drop other places, but I remember, like, when Raleigh Times brought on uh, uh, Gaffle. The Gaffle, yeah. Right? Yep. Which is a good beer. Yep. Okay. But that was like a – oh, wow, okay, big deal. So, I guess, what, did you did you kind of notice that people kind of gravitated towards that? Or is it just – like, why, why the Kolsch? Just so like when, just like when go, we ask Adam, yeah, why lagers? Yeah, so I'm going to go back on everything lagers. I just said. It's yeah. like gold and cold. And, gotcha. and so it does have that, that, that mass appeal, and it does have that, um, that, that gateway quality to it. And at 5.2, it's, it's very comparable to a 4.7 quasi-American lager, if we can use that, that, that term. Why are you staring right at me when you're saying things like that? Cause, cause <laughs> wow. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Once again, because who's the Jets and who's the Sharks? I don't uh, know. Uh, <laughs> Tony. Who has, uh, who has a little bit of a ethnic background? Anybody, oh, no. anybody, We're anybody? As white bread as it comes. Me. So I'll be the Sharks, <laughs> okay? Let the Cuban be the Shark, okay? Anyway. Uh, all right, so what are we having right now? The Alt Beer. The Alt Beer, okay. Das Alt Beer. Uh, Dusseldorf's answer to the Kolsch. Yeah, I was going to say. So uh, tell us a little bit about this because people don't necessarily know much about a Kolsch. Kolsch is an ale, but it's treated a little more like a lager, right? Absolutely. It takes, it takes longer fermentation. You store it a little bit. Alt beer is much in the same lines, correct? Right. So the Kolsch hails from the Cologne region, Cologne region of Germany. Uh, super light, super crisp, super clean, but you're right. Ale yeast, treated like a lager. Uh, Dusseldorf was like, screw you guys. We are going to do our own style. 
uh, and it is an amber, basically. It's got a whole lot of caramel uh, malts in it, a l- really crisp, but a whole lot of a noticeable, noble hop bitterness. And I think that makes it a little crisper. It makes it kind of want to taste a little more. Um, but it's definitely a regional thing. So, like, the Dusseldorf Brewers would never brew a Kolsch. And the Kolsch, the Cologne guys would never brew an Alpier. It's the sister beer, but, like, sister frenemies. Right, right. So, I guess the most, the most, I'd say popular because it sells the most, but, but the most known in the state, the most known alt beer is copper from Old Mecklenburg. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. You know, that, that's kind of the standard bearer for them. That's what basically which is a great their light bills. It's a great beer. Uh, you don't see a whole lot of alt beers. You don't see a lot of Kolsch. You definitely didn't see a lot of Kolsch when you guys started brewing it, which makes That's sense. Sure. That's why right. you started brewing it. But, um, yeah, this is this is very nice. I man. think, it, I I think like it's it. the same sort of thing. Like It hits a weird niche of, yeah, you get those flavorful malts, but it's also a little bit of bitter, and it's really light and crisp and clean still. What's the ABV on this one? Uh, I want to say it's around 5.5. Five. Well, you know... This is the third beer we've talked about, and each time you've had to, like, pause it's to go to your five phone. Five. It's about. Hey, how about this? We've done the all beer maybe four times it's in the tap room. It is a favorite. I know for a fact it's 5.5. Five. I'm just trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> okay. All right. Since, since you're making me pour the growlers. Seven, five, seven, since somebody has a microphone in his hand, he can't pour the beer himself. It's a podcast, man. It just is. make it up. Five and a half, my friend. Never let the facts stand in the way of a good yes, story. You've got to get your facts right. Okay, so... What do you guys? Um, what do you, all right, so you got Oktoberfest, which is happening on October seventh. That's twelve to six here at White Street. You guys will also be doing uh, in the in the spring. If we can kind of start wrapping things up here, in the spring, you guys will be doing a barbecue experience of some sort. Yes. So sure. The other bookend of Friday Night on White. Yes, yeah, sure. We're going to yes, do yes, a sir. <laughs> yeah, sure. P.S. Sir. So if Will was not already stressed enough. I just stressed him out more. Uh, oh, absolutely. Because Perfect. Perfect. I, I'm so happy that he's been working on this on Oktoberfest for months and months and months. And we're about a week out. And what's now we're next? talking what's about next? something. What's, what's and that's th- cool that you're doing that. What's next? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's like, I get on these. I get on these guys all the time. I'm like, yeah, hey, beer kind of just rubbed up. You guys thought about doing a spring yeah, festival? We are. Exactly. So anyway, we are talking about a spring festival. But that's all we're doing so far is talking. A lot of talk. <laughs> yeah, a lot of talk. A lot of talk. We've been talking for four years so, about a spring festival. Uh, so this is something to look forward to in March. You don't have to explain it all. Just something to keep an eye out on. The Wayne's nebulous cook. idea of no, the no, March barbecue experience yeah. is that uh, we will absolutely have a competition going on. You want to call it like Pig Madness or something like that? Dude, Pig Madness could totally work. Yeah, right? Uh, bark you make Madness? Like a, you make like a, March a pig look like a basketball? It's March, man. Pig, pig skin started there. Wow. Oh, that's right. Well, no, it's not, I'm not talking about Mad Cow. Wow. <laughs> Oprah's going to have you right? job. But isn't a pig and a cow two drastically different things? Right. That's what I'm Completely saying. Completely different. It's not like we're talking about Mad Cow. We're just talking pig madness. I grew up on a farm where we had both, believe me. Right? So the idea or of this barbecue experience. You can call it Porkopolips. <laughs> right? Oh They're both God. horrible <laughs> names. Let's bring it back. Dude, I'm trying. Let's bring, I'm it, trying back. Let's bring so it back to Pork I, I love these evening on location <laughs> podcasts where Joe just, like, lets loose. He does. He's not at the well, studio. Well, because I don't have a show Whatever. Let's just do it. This. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where's he going to go? I was going to say, oh, it's like, I'm not, I'm not looking at Still upset your dad's three, not here. Three o'clock is not pending. Like, oh, yeah, I got to talk about stuff later. This is, like, this is the end of the day for me. Yeah, you got so out. Or, you had early release. So you can really drink at the end of the day. Yeah, I can really drink. Anyway. All right, so that's something to look out for. So. 
it's the idea is Pork instead of like getting a plate at barbecue like yeah. you do at some barbecue festivals, you're gonna get like a sample flight. Basically, you get okay. to go and talk to the people that actually care about what they're making and learn from them and do techniques. And there's gonna be hands-on learning throughout the day. Like Traeger Grills is gonna come out and do how to smoke your things with blue smoke and okay. not. Bad Are you getting Wayne to give a lesson on anything? Yeah, is this going to be like it. a, what is it, KC? Uh, KCBS. You're not going to do a KCBS. Is it going to be should like you? a certified thing, or is it just going to be for fun? It is going to be a certified thing. So, like, the guys who win are going to be able to move on to the actual really? big show. So All right, so that's a big wow. deal. Yeah, yeah we're trying to do it right. I'm not going to lie to you. Will Myron Mixon and he, be and here? He's already, he's already starting to stress out. It's okay. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. I apologize hey, for that. By the way, Oktoberfest is happening next week. <laughs> yeah, next week. Nobody cares. We've moved on. What do you have next? The activities are going to be incredible. <laughs> oh, All right. What so beers we'll, do you have we'll, up we'll, for the spring thing? We'll close on that positive note of reminding people that Oktoberfest is happening on the 7th of next week. All right. Anything else October that we need 7th. to uh, – October 7th. Any, uh, any other things that we need to uh, – you guys want to you guys want to mention before we say goodbye? I don't know. I think we just want to thank you guys for uh, an awesome summer. I want to thank my bodyguard for being in the house tonight. Your bodyguard Darren, is Darren here. came out to see us. He, he yeah. brought a bottle of water, so if anybody messes with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then um, <laughs> now, Jason, did you say before we started recording, are you from Ocean City? No. Uh, Wait, I'm what? <laughs> I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but we would uh, vacation in, in Ocean would. City, Maryland. Yeah. So you don't, say, you don't say ocean. Why? No, we say down the shore. Down the shore. Yeah, okay, down, you don't go but ocean. Only no, down the shore if you're down going. Down the ocean. Down the ocean. Down the shore only if you're going to a Jersey shore. Gotcha. Is it, right? is it a Tuesday or a Tuesday? Is it if water? This wasn't going out is it water? Radio. Is it water or is it water? water. Is it back as it's, Which is it's, it? it's water. So thank you. Yeah. It's water it's, now. It's water. not as bad. It used to be water. But no. But it is. It is down the shore. <laughs> okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. You grow up <laughs> in Maryland proper. It's yeah. down the ocean. Down the ocean. Yeah. Ocean Hon. city. Hun. Yeah. Thanks, hun. All right. Oh, well, Hon. 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 No, 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 no. It's not no, no, no. Hun. No, 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 no. With no, Kelly, it's H O N. No, 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 no. With Kelly's family, it is Hun. All right, Hun. On a Tuesday. Kelly's family's wrong. Well, she's also <laughs> from Delaware, it. so it is what it is. All right. Well, thanks for having us out. Thank you guys that was so a lot much. Of fun. So we we appreciate it. Thank you. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Nine One Nine Beer Podcast. Thanks to everybody here at the brewery for putting up with us while we recorded this. And uh, a reminder that you can listen to the 919 Beer Podcast on the WRL Sports Fan app and on iTunes and Google Play. What do we got coming up next week? Uh, Lasseter Distillery will okay. be, in the, be in the house. So we're switching it up. Trying to. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Look forward to that. we tried to last week. And it didn't work out. Instead, we just kind of did a show. What did we do last week? I don't even know, man. <laughs> dilly dilly. Last week was weird. Yeah. That was a weird show. <laughs> yeah. That's like an outtake show. Pretty, pretty close. Except with no, no valuable outtakes, outtakes, no, no outtakes to take from it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like an outtake show. Anyway, we'll see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to the 919 Beer Podcast, brought to you by White Street Brewing Company. Big time beer, small town soul. Remember that you can also download the show at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app, and the iTunes and Google Play stores. And tune in next Saturday at 8 a.m. with Joe Olvius, Wayne Holt, and Adam Eshbaugh for the 919 Beer Podcast.